Well, maybe you saw this story this week. Canada is about to toss more than half of its doses of the Oxford AstraZeneca COVID-19 vaccine because it can't take can't find any takers for it either here or anywhere else for that matter. Now, you'll remember back uh, to 2020, uh, Canada signed a contract to get 20 million doses of its vaccine. 2.3 million Canadians received at least one dose of it, mostly up until about June of 2021. Um, then there were some concerns over it, and there were more supplies of other vaccines, such as Pfizer and Moderna. So Canada moved towards those and away from AstraZeneca and promised to donate the rest of its procured supply, about 17.7 million doses. Uh, Health Canada says it made every effort to make good on that promise, but uh, nearly 14 million doses have expired. They're going to have to be tossed. The One Campaign is a global movement campaigning to end extreme poverty and preventable disease by 2030. Elise Legault is the policy and advocacy manager at The One. Uh, Thanks so much for your time tonight. Hi, Ben. Thanks for having me. There was a lot of talk, obviously, back at the beginning of the pandemic when the vaccine was being proposed, warnings against vaccine hoarding. Uh, I guess this is an example of of having a lot and not being able to to share it uh, at one point. It's... uh, how, what was your reaction when you heard that they were about to throw away all these doses? Yeah, well, kind of a lot of sadness, really. It's it's really quite tragic that this happened, and but at the same time, uh, predictable. I mean, you were talking about hoarding. Um, yes, we are now in a situation where there is a lot of supply of vaccines, so maybe more supply than, than demand of vaccines at the global level because uh, production has really ramped up. But that really wasn't the case just a year ago. Um, so for the first year that vaccines were available, uh, basically only wealthier countries could vaccinate their populations. And people, for example, in African countries were were stuck waiting. And the reason is that before vaccines were even available, countries just bought as many or pre-bought as many uh, vaccines as they could, as many doses as they could. And Canada was kind of the worst culprit uh, pre-purchasing uh, over 10 doses per Canadian uh, by the end of 2020, like basically when we started our vaccination campaign here. So what happened is rich countries basically emptied the shelves totally so that um, that many low-income countries had to wait for months to even have start their vaccination campaign. And by the time they were able to start, they were receiving very sporadic donations, a few million here, a few million there from different vaccines, Sometimes they were receiving vaccines that had uh, that were very close to their expiry date, so it was very difficult to kind of get on board with large-scale vaccination campaign. And as a result, um, on the African continent, only one in, in four people has received even just one vaccine. So thinking of throwing away millions of do- millions of doses um, right now is really is really tragic. I think. What went wrong here? Because obviously um, Canada said it would try to donate these, but I gather some of the issues were, A, they were close to their expiry date already, uh, mm-hmm. and there was already questions being raised about uh, about the AstraZeneca uh, vaccine itself. So where did it go wrong? Where were we not able to at least provide these these vaccines to somebody who needed them? So, I mean, I I do believe that, like, government officials in Health Canada have done everything they could to actually distribute those vaccines once the decision was made to share them. The real issue is that, um, first, we bought way more than we needed at, at the onset. And then the decision to share was made quite late, in fact. It was made only after our vaccination campaign was essentially 
complete here and like the time for sharing would have been kind of earlier in, in uh, earlier in the process and as you say there has been some hesitation around the AstraZeneca vaccine some of the some of the sort of controversy and rhetoric that happened here did have uh, not necessarily in Canada but in, in wealthier country in general did have an effect on how people in other countries and developing countries perceive that vaccine and there was a perception a little bit of okay well, maybe they don't want this vaccine anymore when we decided to kind of stop using it and, 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 and favored Moderna and Pfizer. People were thinking, okay, are they giving us the vaccines that they, they just don't want anymore? And there was, it really, it, it, a lot of people think it contributed to uh, vaccine hesitancy, uh, for example, on the, on the African continent, unfortunately. Yeah, I understand too that part of the issue with the expiry date is that the the system to set up to to distribute it wasn't there either. So it was difficult to donate things if there was a really short timeline with which to use them. Exactly. I mean, the fact that vaccines have fairly short shelf life is a, a general problem. I think some 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 vaccines have just six months, like by the time a shelf life by the time they get out of the of the, the manufacturer. So that's really not a lot of time if you think that, first of all, they, let's say a country like Canada has ordered them. So it's quite complicated logistically to actually transfer them to another country. There's like regulation issues, legal issues, labeling issues. Uh, so sometimes by the time it gets, the, the doses get to the country, sometimes there's only a couple of weeks left um, to distribute them. And then, of course, you're talking about countries that, that often have fairly weak health systems, already extremely strained health workers. So sometimes they didn't have necessarily the full um, staff capacity to distribute the vaccine. If we only think about our own vaccination campaign here in Canada, it was quite a complex logistical undertaking. And, and we had predictable uh, supply much more. So, so the predictability, the short shelf life was really a, a problem. Now, I think back to those days, of course, Canada wasn't producing, we weren't producing our own vaccine. There was a lot of public pressure to have enough of it. Uh, and it mm-hmm. was changing, it was evolving very quickly. So I can understand the, uh, the I can understand the instinct to purchase as to clear the shelves, as you put it. Uh, yeah, but that did have some pretty dire effects on other places that were left waiting for these vaccines. And it certainly didn't help if we look at what's happening now. It certainly didn't help quell COVID in the long run. It, it did, and, and to be honest, like I think it is understandable at the you know in, in the situation that we were in that like the government just wanted to protect Canadians, wanted to make sure we had vaccines, and they were kind of hedging their bets, like they were trying to get contracts with several companies. In the end, several vaccines ended up being effective, which was a pleasant surprise. So that's one of the reasons why we ended up with so much excess, of course. Um, so that's understandable. At the same time. Yeah, like it is a bit comparable to at the beginning of the pandemic where people were rushing to buy as much toilet paper as they wanted, as, you know, as much as possible. And then some people were left without any. And that's so it's just it's just not an effective way to manage supply of vaccine in the global uh, in the global pandemic. That's just not the right way. And and you're right. It did have tragic circumstances. There's a, a study from The Lancet that just came out that estimated that. If every every country had reached a 40% uh, um, vaccination target that the WHO had set for 2021, 600,000 lives would have been saved or death averted. So that's really tragic. Most of them are low-income countries. So these are these are deaths that were really avoidable um, that happened because people did not have access to to vaccines as early as we did. 
I suppose I was going to say what lessons have we learned, but these were things that people were saying as the vaccine was being developed. You know, don't hoard it. Uh, try not to buy, clear the shelves because COVID itself will, will spread and it will mutate in different places if there is no one vaccinated there. So have we learned, do you think we learned a lesson in all this or not? Well, I hope, but, but you're right. At the beginning of the pandemic, many global health advocates were, were warning against that, like right from the start, because actually that's something that, ha- that happened in, um, in uh, 2009 with, uh, with the, 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 the flu pandemic at that point. And the vaccine, like rich countries hoarded vaccines. There was nothing left for low-income countries. Like, like it's kind of the same thing happened. So it was warm. And there was kind of a short time where there was hope when the ACT accelerator and the COVAX facility was created, basically the, 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 a new initiative to um, procure and distribute tests and treatment and vaccines equitably around the world. So when that initiative was, was set up, like around, I think it was April or May 2020, there was a short time where like countries could have done the right thing and really worked together. But then, then, then people kind of like, Turned inwards, which, as, as, as does happen. I mean, I, I do hope that in, that we will learn some lessons in the future. Um, and one of the lessons um, is that, and I think that you know, a lot of African governments are thinking, okay, well, we can't wait, like for the charity of of, of rich country, we can't wait until they're done and they can kind of give give us whatever vaccines they have left, and that's why. Um, uh, you know, the African continent, for example, the African Union really wants to increase the amount of vaccines that are produced in Africa, because right now they import 99% of the vaccines that they use on the continent, and they really want to change that. So I think supporting them so that manufacturing is, is more equally distributed around the world is really important um, for the next pandemic, because unfortunately, that's quite likely there will be another one at some point. Elise Legault, uh, I guess for the time being, it just means 13.6 million doses of our AstraZeneca vaccine are about to be tossed. But thank you so much for your time tonight. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Thanks so much.